Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hello, everybody out there in podcast land, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Ted in Your Head. You know, it seems like at that point when I say welcome to another episode of Ted in Your Head, there, there ought to be a cymbal clanging or a or some kind of like big core like da-da-da-da or something like that. I don't know. Tell me what you think about that. Maybe that's just too kind of hokey. Anyway, I'm your host, Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist, high performance coach. Been doing this a long time. I teach at the Hypnotherapy College in Tarzana, California. I have a private practice over Zoom and Skype, and I'm slowly starting to see people in person still have to wear the mask, unfortunately. Hopefully, we'll be able to dispense with that soon. It's hard to talk with a mask over your face. I'm sure you know, but, you know, we do what we need to do to keep people safe. So, um, what do I do as a hypnotherapist? I use the tool of hypnosis to help people literally change their minds. I like to say I help people uh, take out the trash. That's getting rid of head trash, negative thinking. And then helping people to talk some truth. Talking some truth to yourself. So important. You sit down one day, you take a few deep breaths, and you say, you know what, I've got to change. I can change. I believe my life can be transformed. And guess what? That's the first step. And then you are on the road to transforming your mind, transforming the way you think, which leads to transformations in the way you behave, which leads to transformations in the results that you get, which leads to a transformation of your life. And if any of that sounds interesting, compelling, or curious to you, I'll tell you how to get in touch with me at the end of today's show. So let's get into today's show. If you look for a fence, you will find it. In fact, whatever you look for, there's a good possibility you will find. So don't look for a fence. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. Just kidding. So I want to read you a very interesting poem. Maybe you've heard of it. It's by Valerie Cox. It's called The Cookie Thief. It's a cool poem. I'll read it to you. Ready? A woman was waiting at an airport one night with several long hours before her flight. She hunted for a book in the airport shops, bought a bag of cookies, and found a place to drop. She was engrossed in her book but happened to see that the man sitting beside her, as bold as could be, grabbed a cookie or two from the bag in between, which she tried to ignore to avoid a scene. So she munched the cookies and watched the clock, As the gutsy cookie thief diminished her stock, she was getting more irritated as the minutes ticked by, thinking, if I wasn't so nice, I would blacken his eye. With each cookie she took, he took one too. When only one was left, she wondered what he would do. With a smile on his face and a nervous laugh, he took the last cookie and broke it in half. He offered her half. As he ate the other, she snatched it from him and thought, Ooh, brother, this guy has some nerve, and he's also rude. Why, he didn't even show any gratitude. She had never known when she had been so galled. 
and sighed with relief when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings and headed to the gate, refusing to look back at the thieving ingrate. She boarded the plane and sank in her seat. Then she sought her book, which was almost complete. As she reached in her baggage, she gasped with surprise. There was her bag of cookies in front of her eyes. If mine are here, she moaned in despair. The others were his, and he tried to share. Too late to apologize, she realized with grief that she was the rude one, the ingrate, the thief. Isn't that a great home? The cookie thief. So, what does it have to do with looking for a fence? Well, this is a perfect, perfect example of somebody who thought that she was being wronged, right? He thought she was being wronged, mistreated, victimized. Turned out she was the one that was doing it. So the reason that I'm doing this podcast today is, 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 is I notice, not only with the people that I work with, but friends and family and, and relatives and neighbors, so many people are so quick to assume offense. So many people immediately jump to the assumption that what that person said was rude. Or I'm not sure what they meant, but I think what they meant was, you know, uh, something bad about me. Or, uh, you know, they were supposed to call me 10 minutes ago. They're such a loser. They were supposed to be here five minutes ago. And, you know, how disrespectful, right? I mean, it seems like these days, everybody is on high alert for being dissed or wronged or victimized. I think that's not a good way to live life. How many times have you assumed something about somebody, that they were doing something bad or mistreating you, only to find out that it was just a mistake? Or to find out that, you know, the time you thought you were supposed to meet wasn't that time after all? I remember being really angry with somebody one time that they were keeping me waiting for half an hour. I was so irate. Called this person up. I said, hey, uh, where are you? We were supposed to meet. And they were like, well, that's half an hour from now. And then I realized that the time had changed and I hadn't changed my watch. I was there like, <laughs> I was there a whole hour earlier. It was my fault. Boy, did I feel dumb. So I think there's a huge benefit to giving people the benefit of the doubt. And allowing people to make amends for their behavior. You know, we, we just want to kind of be so righteously angry, right? We just want to be like, oh my God, they were talking about me or they said this thing about me and, you know, I never want to even talk to them again. I'm not even going to give them a chance to give me an explanation and screw them. Yeah, that's being small. That's being petty. Are there times when we have to remove toxic people from our life? Absolutely. Are there things that people do that are so egregious that they may not merit our forgiveness or a conversation? Absolutely. And everybody has to make that determination for their own. 
What we do want to avoid is walking through the world with the feeling or the thought or the idea that everybody's out to get us. Because that just leads to playing the victim when you don't have to. And hey, sometimes we're victimized. Sometimes we are the victim of rudeness or insensitivity or whatever you want to call it, meanness, pettiness. What I'm talking about here is being bigger, being a bigger person. So a good example would be, you know, you go into the market, right? person behind the counter is rude. And then you get snappy and you make some snarky comment. And how does that make anything better? Rather than realizing perhaps this person has, you know, had a rough day or, or almost at the end of their shift. I mean, I wouldn't want to work behind a cashier at a supermarket like for eight hours. Would you? Or maybe you do. And if you do, you know it's no fun. I work retail. It's a tough, tough job to deal with people all day long. I'll never forget reading a, a short anecdote about a woman on a train, I think, and there was a, a man there, a father with two kids, and the kids were running up and down, making all kinds of noise, running up and down the aisles. And um, the woman that was telling the story was getting more and more irate by the moment, thinking in herself, you know, why can't this person control their kids? And she finally got up and went over to the man and said, sir, sir, can't you control these kids? And the man said, I'm, I'm so sorry. You're right. I'm so sorry. We just came from the hospital where their mother passed away. And I guess they just don't know what to do with themselves. And it kind of points to the idea that we don't know what somebody's going through. We don't know the challenge that somebody else has in their life. I remember I was working in, I was selling men's suits at JCPenney, and the guy walked in, and I asked him, you know, can I help you? And he said, don't talk to me. And, of course, you know, that was the last thing I wanted to hear, so I, I kept talking to him, right? And it was like, I didn't come in here to talk to you. And uh, I just thought, how rude, how incredibly rude. So I just left him alone and said, you know, to hell with him. You know, I'm not going to help him. Well, I ended up helping my colleague, or my colleague ended up helping him, helped him pick out a suit. And when the guy left, I walked up to the guy and said, what a jerk. And my colleague said, yeah, that's what I thought at first, but he was picking out a suit for his own funeral. He was dying. He knew he was going to die, and he was picking out a suit to be buried in. Of course, if I had known that, I wouldn't have taken such offense. How could I know that, right? But instead, I took offense and was just petty and mean when I should have just left the guy alone. Guy has a right to walk into a store without being accosted by some salesperson, right? You know what I'm talking about. So, yeah. Are there rude people out there? Absolutely. Are there snarky people out there? Absolutely. Are there people out there trying to offend us? Probably. But if you look for it, you'll find it. And the more you look for some semblance of offense, the more you're going to find it, and the more you're going to feel wronged or victimized or maligned. And that doesn't make for a peaceful, happy life. 
you can have the ability to rise above it and let it roll off of you. Of course, there are some instances when people should be held accountable. Justice should be served. I'm talking about more specifically times when, you know, you just kind of assumed something and you didn't know. That's what I'm talking about. Let it go if you can. If it's ambiguous. If you're assuming. Try to give people the benefit of the doubt. So there you go. That's all I want to say about that. If you have any of your own thoughts or feelings about this, you know how to get in touch with me, tedmoreno.com. Click on the contact menu. Go to social media. I'm out there on all of them. Not TikTok, but Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know what you think. And um, again, want to remind you, I offer a half hour phone consultation. If you have any questions about whether hypnosis or hypnotherapy is right for you. So in closing, let me leave you with a quote by Abraham Lincoln, who said, We should be too big to take offense and too noble to give it. There you go. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, It's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.